Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast that discusses common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. My name is Matt Miller. And I'm Matt Henry, and we're going to do something a little different today, um, or maybe not that all different, just a new sub-series. We're always coming up with different things to do. So we're, we're calling this um, Wisdom for living. Uh, now, you know we are doing systematic theology. Uh, we've been doing our little fixing fables, decision-making, all kinds of things like that. Um, but today, we're going to start also another sub-series called Wisdom for Living. Um, and the reason we, we want to do this is, again, this is a pastoral podcast. We want to uh, help people as pastors. Um, we encounter people who want the right things in life. They want to be godly. They want to know God better. They want to teach people. They want to be at that godly influence. Uh, they also want to raise up godly children or have a godly marriage. All of those are good. But the point is very simple. They want the right things. But the question is, how will they accomplish it? And one of the barriers to learning to walk in wisdom is we do not like to receive correction. Would you agree with that? That yeah, absolutely. we do that a lot as pastors. We're way more than we wanted to do. Uh, we just have to correct people. Um, and and it, and yet correction is absolutely necessary uh, to grow in wisdom. And that and the reason for that is foolishness. It's in the heart of every person. It takes humility and it takes effort to drive it out. And until we develop through faithful practice new pathways in our mind and values, we will simply tend toward folly. So part of what is growing people in the faith is helping them begin to abandon the comfortable paths that they've been walking, um, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not always that clean. Apparently, school just left out. Um, you may hear a bunch of children in the background. It's our new classical school we started. Anyhow, um, now, we have no doubt that you'll probably see this in some people you know. They're, they're doing so well. They're growing nicely, but then they stop heeding counsel. They decided they knew enough. They decided they didn't need to continue pushing their mind and their souls upward in a knowledge and love of God. Um, and invariably, they begin to turn until they go right back into the same folly and all of its consequences. Well, the answer to all of this is, uh, is of course, repentance before both God and man. But before that happens, there's likely the need for correction. So we want to give several points of counsel on how to receive correction. Flip this around, and you can also use this episode to help you learn how to give correction as well. Okay, so what is a proper mindset to receive correction? Well, first... Hunker down and argue. <laughs> that's, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Um, we would say, first of all, acknowledge that you're not uh, as wise as you believe you are. <laughs> That's a humility piece, right? Um, yep. So Proverbs twelve fifteen says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. Proverbs twenty two fifteen 15 uh, also reminds us that folly is uh, within the heart of every person. 
Uh, perhaps the best one for this point is Proverbs 20, verse 9, which says, who can say, I have cleansed my heart and I am pure from my sin. Um, and and that that's a key one for all of us. Uh, we need to consider the possibility that we're not seeing everything and doing all things rightly. In fact, as a pastor, oftentimes that's all we're asking them to do. Is it possible, possible you're not thinking as clearly on this subject as you think you are since you're wanting to leave your wife? <laughs> right, right. It's just, or we're going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, or fr- or frankly, by virtue of the fact that you've come for counsel, right? So how many times have you gotten that? Oh, or yeah. When someone wants counsel, yeah, yeah. and then they'll they'll you'll sit down with them, you'll hear them out, you'll listen, and then when you maybe offer some counsel, then they like start arguing with you. You're like, okay, you you understand you came here, which presumed maybe you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to debate. So just all we're saying here is consider the possibility that you're not always seeing things as you ought. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that we also assume that we are always wrong. Um, that would be debilitating. <laughs> uh, it puts us in a circuit, uh, circular world where, where there's no exit, really. But we do give counsel and honest listen. Yeah, just if you came for counsel, listen to it. Yeah. Uh, and especially if we're, you know, if you're new to something like parenting or marriage, whatever it might be, what are mo- our, our most common statements? Um, well, you already said it, uh, that we give as pastors on the other side of this is, you know, all we're asking to do to a person is just to sit and think about it, uh, give them some thought, perhaps they'll see value, uh, maybe even with time in what was just said. Um, and so we do this when, when we don't know how perhaps a person is going to receive counsel or correction, or if if we know that their first tendency is to bristle or defend themselves sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready tonight to teach on Hebrews again, and we always start out with ask me anything, and sometimes you'll, you'll get that, the question is so loaded um, that you're like, wow, they asked that question and they already have all the prickles out, you know? And so, yeah, that's, again, a, a, a way is just all I'm, I'm not asking you to agree with me, I'm just asking you to think about it. Um, it, it simple. The the next point we would say is that the one who receives correction is one who is actually well on his way to a godly life. Um, so Proverbs 13, verse 14, it says, The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life to turn aside from the snares of death. Or Proverbs 3, 1 and 2, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Uh, when you mess up in life, it can be very redemptive if you let it. Go to the wise man or the wise woman and go with an attitude to listen and learn. When talking to a wise person, you will learn how to now wend your way through the twistings and the turnings of life in, in a simple but very godly manner. And again, this is very true. Um, that we forget that God has built into this world, we live certain consequences. If you love sleep, then poverty will become yours. If you love anger, then violence and harm is yours. If you love gossip, then loss of friendship and reputation will come your way. This is something for you to seriously consider, and it's important that you think about where this counsel and correction then comes from. Uh, When you drink deeply from the fountains of this age with regard to parenting and marriage and money and such, then the correction from a wise person will sound very foolish to you, uh, and the consequences will still be yours to reap later on. 
And then the next thing we would say is when, when you are corrected, then be willing to confess and repent. Uh, so in Proverbs 28, 13, he who conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. Um, so we know a man who for years hid his, uh, his real sin of laziness from scrutiny. Um, nice man, uh, watched many things in his life go wrong from time to time. We were just talking about him over lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, but he always had uh, words to explain away the consequences. Um, but the reality is that his laziness was causing the problems and the, the sins. Um, he was challenged about his diligence many times, and he always had an explanation for it. If, if he was caught, he would half-heartedly, uh, even though very nicely, acknowledge his error. But only the error and sin that was revealed, never anything else. Um, and so the result was just a lot of sadness and grief in his life as you know, age creeps in and the consequences became hardened and established. Um, so when, when you're found to be wrong, um, we would say it is a wise person who simply owns it, find out who you need to go to and then freely confess it, ask the person what you must do to make right or be reconciled and do it without hesitation and make sure that person is satisfied. Um, so we'll do all kinds of foolish things, but the wise man recognizes it quickly uh, as others correct him, and then he just resolves that problem rapidly. You know, that that point, uh, make sure that the person is satisfied when you go and seek right. We, we hate doing it because it's very humbling, but it's redemptive. And one of the simplest ways you can build that back up is, you know, Okay, I sinned against you, Matt, um, and I'm not I'm not making excuses. And then to, for me to be able to look at you and say, "So what can I do to make things right?" Um, and you just sit there. It's amazing um, how redemptive and helpful that can be because now you have the right to say, "Look, you need to go back to my wife because she, you hurt her, or you need to this or that." And and. And a re repentant person is not going to argue with that because he wants it to be made right. But it also helps you from having to battle that that bitterness too, because you're like, man, I think he's actually serious about this, rather than what the guy we were talking about you were describing just before. He would only do the bare minimum necessary to get out from under the scrutiny, so he could continue with this this life of being a, a lazy man. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Or next no, point? I, I mean, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, you're up though. Okay, so next one. <laughs> Sorry, Expre that's okay. Express your appreciation to the one who gives godly correction. Uh, that's awfully also uh, somewhat hard for some people to do, but it's no small thing. But it is helpful uh, for both you and the one who corrected you. So Proverbs nine eight through nine it says, "Do not reprove a scoffer, lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you." Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase his learning. And so correcting someone is very seldom fun. Uh, it can be very intimidating and also rather discouraging, but it's necessary. So when you have a person give you correction, and it was good and right, thank him for it. Um, make it easy for them to give it. Make it something that they're rejoicing that... Um, 
it went so well. A wise man is walking a path of wisdom, and the reason he loves correction is that it it, it is usually small and simple because he's already on the way of wisdom. Uh, He just needs nudges and such to help continue, so he's open to these. But the fool is on the path of folly, and so he needs radical, life-altering changes. And that correction is hated by him because it's seen to be so costly. Yeah. Uh, we'd also say learn to receive, uh, learning to receive correction then actually prepares you to then give it. Uh, so Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Uh, a simple life principle uh, here, don't receive correction from a person who does not receive correction themselves. But as you encounter a person who understands the value of correction in his or her own life, uh, you'll find they're a good companion for life, um, and you'll be able to walk together and learn many things from each other. Um, if you've ever been corrected by a fool, you know the pain and the hurt, but mm-hmm. if, if you've received it from a wise person, it's it's less painful, still painful, but less yeah. <laughs> less painful, And but you see it's helpful uh, because this person knows the how and the why of that correction. So... We, I mean, we see this in preparing people for even pastoral ministry. Um, there have been times where, you know, we'll, work, we'll correct them, we'll rebuke them when necessary, but we also watch carefully to see how well that person receives it, uh, and it can be very enlightening. But we have very little sympathy for them at the same right. time because, you know, they're going to become pastors and their whole life is going to be one of just correcting one person after another. So we want them to learn what it looks like to be corrected and then also how to do it well. You know, and if any of you are paying attention to the fall after fall after fall after fall of these uh, men who are part of, you know, senior pastor of some major church and, you know, everybody thought they were the greatest thing and then you watch them just go away. Uh, one of the most common thing over and over is they're men of great wrath, they're manipulators, and they, they do not want to hear any correction. Um, well, when... You know, and I don't obviously know the insides of almost any of those things, but I have to imagine that a lot of those people had a lot of people who wanted to be around them. Yeah. So there's no way they're going to offer a word of correction or because then they know they're going to, as you said, they'll receive that wrath or they'll be pushed out or something like that. And so they were constantly surrounded with just, I mean, I don't want to necessarily call them yes men, but people who aren't willing to speak because of the consequence of what it means to speak. Yeah, it doesn't take long. I can say that for with actual knowledge on that. It doesn't take long for, depending on who's in uh, leadership, you, 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 you better get along so you can get along <laughs> um, versus a, a, a genuine working relationship. Yeah, and so you're either a yes man or you're just, you, you like the perks, you right. like the money, you like the benefits, and or he's gonna he's gonna make your way uh, open. Uh, later on, he'll help you get going in your own little thing. So you're gonna put up with it all. But um, what you don't have is a guy who knows how to receive correction. And well, that's just it. So he then, shouldn't be in that then, leadership. Then when the position. tide tide turns, right? Yeah. And and now they do confront him. They're not sticking around. Yeah. Because. They've never learned to receive that correction. So it's actually a very important thing for men who want to go into ministry to learn early on. And so you're not helping a guy by trying to be nice to him and and resist 
from doing that. Anyhow, one more point before we end this little talk. Um, not everyone should be correcting you. <laughs> All right? Amen. So be discerning. <laughs> there are always those busybodies who think that God has called them to find fault with others and to make those faults known. Ignore those people. Instead, find a wise person by looking at the results of their life before God and man and learn to listen to them as they speak into your life. Um, well, hopefully this uh, little episode won't result in you getting corrected this week, but if it does, we do hope that you will uh, receive it well. Uh, we will continue to toss out these little episodes here and there along the way, uh, with along with the ones we've been regularly doing. We hope that they're hopeful in your life. But until then, as we always ask you, make sure to tune in, join the conversation. If you have questions on this subject of wise living, simply drop us a note. Don't forget to like, share, comment, rate, review on iTunes. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell a friend. Mm-hmm.